You know, I feel like this is going to be a bold statement, but I feel like there's one Zelda series that has not gotten enough love, and it is quite clearly the of the series. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like no one's talking about the of the series. No Mm -hmm. one's talking about of the, and I know what that is. (laughs) I know what that is too, Russ. Yeah. Well, I know we got Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. What else is in the of the series? That's it. The Gamelon. Oh yeah, Wanda Gamelon is in it. One of the Gamelon. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think Mask it's... of the Mask of the Majora, <laughs> Ocarina of the Time, Link of the Past. There's a lot of them, guys. Now that now that now that Russ has said his shit, he said, um, I'm starting to pick up on it. Yep, yep. I feel like not enough people are talking about it. Let's do four of the Swords Adventures. <laughs> do you think that they stopped doing it for a while because Call of the Duty? <laughs> Call of the Duty is good. Sit down, young one, and I will tell you the legend of the Zelda. <laughs> legend of the Zelda. It began with a princess, and you are her knight. An <laughs> <A> elf. <laughs> also named Zelda. The Zelda. The Zelda. You're the Zelda. This is your legend of it. You are the Hyrule of the Warriors. And this is the Age of the Calamity. <laughs> Are you looking at a, a, a wiki of Zelda games? <laughs> no, that's that. That's that. Uh, isn't that the night? The uh, what is? No, what it is. is it is. It's just there's no way anyone, when pulling from a list of like 40 mental Zelda games, <laughs> would go to Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. There's just there's just no way. That's what makes me the best in of the business. Yeah, sure. My name is Justin McRoy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McRoy, and I know the best game. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Rush, and I know the best game of the week. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda. You guys mess with that cold open. I messed myself up with articles. I'm going to yeah. say it right. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, good. Uh, Chris Plant, what's that? I believe it's the 30th Zelda game. Could that, that possibly right? be right? That's, it's a big be right. if you open count world, count that. open sky, open cavern sequel to like the best game ever made. And the question is, what if it's better? Whoa, we're going to talk about that bold fucking statement right after this. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because they got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages... 
sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, I know we have a rundown, and I want to mm-hmm. go through the rundown. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have an opening thought starter. Okay, good. Is this and don't 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 answer away. Think about it for a second. Is this the least Zelda game? Or the biggest departure is maybe another way of thinking about it. Is this like the least game that is least wedded in this fran- to the the core of what this series is? Is this the biggest? Like I departure mean, from the, the 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 main the course. If we don't if we don't count like fucking Link's crossbow training and all that <laughs> jazz, this is certainly like this, I'm not counting the CDI games. Right, right, sure. right. This is the this is the weirdest way to, that Zelda has asked you to play it. I, I think, I think in, Majora's Mask is probably way. the weirdest, in my opinion. Yes, but this is certainly up there. You could still basically play this one like Breath of the Wild without some of the gimmicks, but then you would be missing out on why this game is so spectacular. I'm glad that you started talking, Justin. I didn't really, I didn't really know how one begins shucking this particular oyster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a rundown. <laughs> yeah, I um, guess we do. I, yeah. We I mean, just go from the list that, that, that plant came up with, which I think is, is a smart way of doing it. There's just a lot. Um, uh, the, the story, the story is interesting because it, it kind of kicks you off just uh, with Zelda, just you and Zelda. I, I can't remember. I'm sure it's happened before. This is the first one that feels like a sequel, eh? Like the first one that's like, anyway, you remember what happened in the last game? Well, then some late other stuff happened later. Yeah, man. Even Majora's Mask is just kind of tangentially, like it's chronologically clearly after Ocarina of Time, but right. there's not like a ton of- Yeah, and like spirit tracks and shit like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, but this is the the one that is like I mean it's in the same map which they've never done right. before. Um I, I want to hear Chris Plant d- drop that story knowledge Chris Plant. <laughs> I want to know can why I set are you up, doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> can we set up for our nervous listeners that we will not be going like wild spoilery Oh yeah, we can yeah. actually be specific. Here's what we're going to be covering this episode if you're worried about spoilers. We're going to be covering the opening island, which is like the first four to five hours of the game, depending on how smart you are. Um, and then we're going to be covering basically like early exploration, everything before uh, any of the uh, temples. But you could yes. arguably take on any temple at once. We're not going to touch any of the temples. So, like, figure, like, early centralized exploration stuff, to yep. give you an idea. Okay, the, the, the story. Here, here's how I see it. The Breath of the Wild ended. Harmony is restored to Hyrule Kingdom, relatively, right? Cut to Link and Zelda are just having a nice time exploring a scary basement yeah. under the castle. Because why not? Why not go fuss with things? And while exploring, they find the desiccated body of Ganondorf. Someone. A, we don't know who someone, it is. Or we someone. don't someone. know. Okay. Just because it's always Ganondorf it could and be it doesn't look like him. It, it could, could be, be somebody that else. guy with the mustache. Vatu. Wait, Rick. Demise. Are you, th- are you thinking of Stacey Keach? Because he's an actor. Yeah. And he's I, not in this series. That's <laughs> not nice of Stacey Keach. <laughs> 
he has a giant hand stuck on, like pinning him to the ground, and that hand's like, "Nope, I'm done doing this for a while." Yeah, and that awakens. It's not exactly clear what triggers that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just time. It seems like somebody knocks over a, a, a vase or something. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, fuck it. Let's dig into what Fresh said there. In time, do you think they just happened to be in the room at the exact... Well, no, no, no. Actually, somebody was not paying attention to this story. The reason Uh-oh. they were down there is because mm-hmm. shit started to get weird and there's like ooze and shit spilling upwards. Oh, yeah, so they years. went to investigate it. That's yeah. true. That's true. Snap. Anyway, the thing wakes up. Uh, Zelda basically disappears, like straight up disappears into thin air, starts appearing randomly throughout the world, mystery involved. And in Link, that hand basically melds with his arm, uh, which I guess was going to be amputated either way. I and who now knows, man? What a, wild, what a wild what a wild thing yeah. to drop in a conversation. And then yeah. he he gets the power of the ultra hand. And yeah. while all this is happening, giant rocks start just flying into the sky. Basically, I, I guess it was like a an alternate or a pre-civilization maybe buried underneath Hyrule, lifts up from the earth and then takes to the sky. Oh. Thousands of feet above you. I didn't... Uh, really? I assume that's what that is, right? Like, that's how the caverns are formed, maybe, too. I thought is they that, were just oh, up there to begin with. Oh, always? And we just never noticed during the old days? We just games. didn't see them? They were They're too high. high up. Oh, maybe um, maybe that could be it? I could be wrong. It's, the story... The, <laughs> the bulk of the story <laughs> is delivered, I would say, from that point on in the same way that Breath of the Wild did it, which is to say, like, there's a billion characters scattered around the world that will sort of give you... There's lots of subquests, there's lots of main quests and characters who dole those out. And then there are sort of the equivalent of uh, what we had in Breath of the Wild where he would find... the Link would find these memories of, like, the four guardians of the world and you know how shit got so so very very bad this game kind of does that trick again but i think it, it, i am finding the story to be way more uh again not going too deep into it but uh just a lot more enjoyable and complex a little it's bit. Fun- i'm a little disappointed that when they introduced zelda early uh, and zelda is there with you i was kind of hopeful that this wouldn't be one where like she's put she's missing put in peril um, you know, have to go rescue her, uh, which is, is uh, of all the things to like shake up, they've shaken up so much in this game. Right. It's weird to keep that like sort of tropey thing around. Um, it would be cool to treat Zelda like a person. Yeah. That intro sequence is the only time I can ever think of where you kick it with Zelda yes. in the game and have your own little like Rachel Wise. Brennan Fraser mummy moment. Uh, under, <laughs> and I thought that would be kind of fun to have one that actually has both of them in it. I was I was a little bit hopeful of that. But no, I mean, she's, she's, she's in it, but you're right. They're not you, like you know chilling saying. together. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think um, Spirit Track, she's a ghost that uh, inhabits in a train. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like I have not done the things that would trigger a lot of the like meta story because... I, I, you know, I'm, I've very only dipped a toe into the actual like overall story. It's more like me fetching shit for people and doing little bacon pies and stuff like that. But we're not going to talk about that yet because Love we're going to talk pie. about, I, wanna, I just want to talk about the abilities, quite honestly. And we can talk okay. about the starting area and how we feel about that. But largely speaking, the starting area is built around these new abilities. Yeah. It's and a I good have sample. strong feelings about them. Okay. Let's hear yeah? it. Well, 
star of the show, I don't think there's any question, is the Ultra Hand. Super fucking awesome. You could pick up anything that moves in the world, mm. stick it to other things, build cars with it, <laughs> fucking rock shit out with that Ultra Hand. And it's it allows for, you know, we were alluding to how weird this game is the most buck wild shit that has ever been in a Zelda game in terms of like stuff you are actually doing and how much freedom it gives you. It is insane. And it actually made me think how wild it is when you go back and think about breath of the wild, how few of those powers really had like, like buck wild potential. Like Almost really, not. I mean the, the, the kinetic storage stasis power was, was stasis the like big was one. Cool. Because you could like hit a rock and then turn that into a fucking cannonball that you ride halfway across the map. But the one that's just like you make a block of ice on right. the ground, or just here's is, a bomb. Like here's a bomb. It's that's nothing compared to kind of what Tears of the Kingdom gives you, which is like make any make anything to solve this puzzle anyway. <laughs> it's it, uh, it. I can't believe it works. I can't one. I can't believe it works. Two. I can't believe that it is not. Um, I, I'm sure that there are ways to exploit it with in in a pretty like standard strategic fashion. In my experience, it has not just been like, oh well, here's my one solution for all these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that first island, you find these these blocks that sort of are zero gravity. Um, and so when you apply force to them, you can just kind of move them in any direction. And it's a good, like, beginner way to teach you how you can use fans to move things or how you can use rockets to move things very fast and stupidly. Uh, <laughs> but I used it to accidentally skip, like, most of the tutorial area. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can just throw a fan on this. And then over the course of, like, five minutes of me just activating these fans and letting them recharge, I flew all the way up into fucking outer space oh and then my jumped God. down and was like oh here i am right at the end i think i missed something uh, <laughs> i did miss something and had, i did have to go back but like and i streamed me doing this and people were like hey stop <laughs> stop stop, <laughs> stop you're doing it wrong stop 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 but at the same time like i did go back and, and figure it out but i do love that i was given the ability to fuck up yeah so so completely and so delightfully uh, I I was worried that this shit was gonna get in the way of what I loved about Breath of the Wild and what everybody loved about Breath of the Wild, but like it makes it makes Breath of the Wild seem awfully straightforward. I think in, I, in comparison, I I want to call attention if you were if you play it quote properly, which really the starting island is the only place where like there is a seemingly like a proper order to do things as you're unlocking different abilities. There's a moment early on where. You've gotten the ultra hand. You're like, okay, I can use these hooks and attach a platform underneath to like guide my way along this railing. And you're like, man, I'm a fucking genius. I'm going to keep doing yeah. that. And then you get to these rail cars that basically do the same thing. It was like, oh, I'm crushing it. And then I don't know if you guys had this experience. Out of nowhere, one of the railings is just broken and you just fall to your death. And the only way to, like, get around that is by, like, doing a completely different thing. And that was like, oh, I see. They really want to, like, just mess with you and make you think you're a genius and and then knock you down a peg. Yeah. And make you feel okay about failing. Yeah. Because you are going to, like, these, I think the physics of this game are miraculous. And I think this system works way better than 
I could have ever imagined. But you do fuck up, and the game kind of it's enjoyable enough to experiment that you uh it, it, it's never so terrible also there's a rewind power that you can use if you like build a glider and put these rockets on it and spend you know 10 minutes kidding it out like this is this is my new beast this is my machine uh and then you accidentally bump it off a cliff it just falls <laughs> in the river you can rewind it uh back into place where it was uh and and it, it all just kind of all of that just conceptually clicks together in a way that is really staggering. Justin, how how about you? Which of these skills were you using the most? I heard a little a grumble at Fresh. No, I oh, no. didn't grumble at anybody. Oh, no. I love the I, I love. Can you grumble? Love, grumble? 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 Um, I I really I think the ultra hand stuff is all super cool. I wish I feel like. I am a little bit less enthused about fuse in practicality. Mm. Um, I feel like uh, the arrow stuff I actually like a lot. You can yeah. slap a really easily, intuitively, not like you have to go digging through menus and do a bunch of annoying stuff. Really easily and intuitively, like um, slap something on your arrow that'll give it like homing capabilities or make it fly farther or fire bomb whatever you know i mean you name it you slap it on there and you're good to go uh and i I think that stuff is all cool um i don't really like the constantly having to make new weapons Mm. um i'm just kind of defaulting to like the best thing that i have you know what i mean it's all very sort of like whatever i have the highest power i use that when that breaks i make the next highest power thing i can i mean i have a wide selection of of weapons, but don't necessarily, you, you know, it's always full. It's not like I'm usually like um, hurting for for weapons, um, and I found that like kind of cumbersome. I, I I I wasn't as entranced, I think, by the the fuse uh, abilities. Yeah, I agree. I think with the arrows, it's it is more interesting. I mean, I like the idea of like you know, a boulder with a really durable stick makes like a really good thing to break rocks with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, it's good. But when it comes That's to cool like- the first time you do it, and then the yeah. next time you come across something that requires that, it's like, well, got to find a stick and a rock and let me glue these together. You know, it's, it's more <laughs> it's more rote. It's more mechanical, right? It's not like you've done something like- well, Yeah, it's not it, as- it's also, it's, it's also took me a while and I found it really annoying <laughs> the way that you have to, to fuse with weapons- like, go through your inventory, find the thing you want, drop it, yeah, and then do the fu- that feels super clumsy to me in a way that like the ultra hand and the fusion with arrows and stuff, it's all very streamlined. Yeah, it's um, interesting that you can't do the melee uh, attachment the way you do the arrows. I don't really right. understand. It's, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. It would also be. I think it would not destroy the economy of the game if when you know you had a weapon that was about to break you could go into your menu and repair it with like the fused item yeah I was instead kind of... of having to go out and like find oh now i gotta find a sturdy stick that i can attach another you know uh ruby to so i can make like a fire staff thing uh if i could just go into the menu and click on the ruby and just like re-up my weapon it seems to me like you could just kind of cut out the middleman a little bit at that point yeah I, the um, fuse stuff for me works with shields the best because you could do some awfully dumb stuff 
by fusing things. To, have any of you I, fused a minecart to a shield yet? No, that's why? amazing. Why? Pro because skater. you can shield surf in this game. So if you put a minecart on your shield, you can now skateboard in this game, and it doesn't like tear up the durability of the what? shield. What? Do, do that. Yeah. I have a shield that I found that it's like. 40 armor, it's like so dope, and it's made of metal, it's sturdy as fuck, and I was like, I'm never using this in combat, I'm gonna slap some new fucking trucks on this, some new grip tape, and then this is gonna be my carving board, and sure enough, if I'm on a mountain and I need to get down, boom, I bust out the minecart shield. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. I had no idea you could do that. You could put a rocket on one of them, and then it's just like a one-time turbo jump. And it explodes at the end, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but you just throw a rocket on your shield, and you just sh- like Iron Man shoot up into the sky. It's the, it's so much better than the weapon implementation. Uh, it, yeah, arrows and shields, great fuse. I agree with that's just so funny. How do you even fuse. like? What do you while you're shield surfing? You can do that. What do you mean? Like the rocket jump thing? No, you can just do it from standing from the ground. That's wild. Okay, I gotta stick more. Uh, yeah, I haven't been using shields that much because I was like, ah, sometimes like I stuck like a flamethrower to one, and that's been useful, but it hasn't been like goofy as shit. Yeah, you, yeah, you tr- trust me. You gotta just start experimenting because uh, um, it's it's good. I want to talk about the last power that we haven't touched on, and that is I don't know what it's called. Up, it's the up power. Ascension. Ascend. Yeah. Ascend. I think it, while not. <laughs> like as like buck wild necessarily from a level design standpoint the fact that this is in the game is insane to me yeah it is the most infuriating power because i cannot tell you i think the biggest challenge with this game is keeping in your head all the possibilities that you have i can't tell you guys how many times i like ran around for five minutes like what the fuck Am I supposed to do? And it's like, oh, I can jump through the ceiling. Where is oh, the exit of this cave? I can literally levitate through the ceiling and fly out of anywhere. Like, yeah. no problem at all. Like, I would spend five minutes climbing something, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I could have just jumped right through the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> um, it, it is especially great in how it is utilized in the, like, hundred plus shrines that are in the game, which return from Breath 152, of the Wild. 152, I think I read. Jesus Christ. Um... The, the, in, in the shrines, unlike the rest of the world, you can't climb, so you can't just kind of brute force climb your way over every puzzle. And so Ascend, I've, I've done maybe like probably close to 40 shrines wow. at this point. Uh, and then th- there are some that are truly, uh, truly like cerebrally uh, in- intimidating in how you have to like move this block so that you can jump through it with Ascend and then jump to the next platform so you can move that first thing back up and then attach it to another one to make like a staircase that then you can ascend through it's it's uh, ascend is uh, like justin suggested like you use it constantly and it will take you forever to figure out like how to best do so plant have you found anything buck wild about any of this stuff or it's not that it's fuck wild. It, it, it's that I'm just blown away that they basically solved two of the hardest problems with the video game sequel with these powers. And I think like, that is like, how do you make the people who didn't like the game or had trouble with the game, honestly, like me at times, happy? And then also, how do you like play to the most hardcore fans? And I think all of the fuse and the ability to make all these like warships and cars and all that stuff, that is such a like, hey, I saw that you were using literally rocks and sticks to yeah. travel around the world. What if we gave you, you know, any ship that you can imagine? And then for, like, me, my issues were, 
I at times found the exploration kind of frustrating and, and tedious because of all the climbing. In and Breath of the Wild, you mean? In Breath of the Wild, yeah. And and I, I, I didn't like the weapon, you know, breaking mechanic in here. And I just didn't like that there were often things that I wanted to do and it was like, okay, but you need to go do blank, blank, and blank first. Like, go find an axe if you want to cut down a tree. Where now I'm like, okay, I'll just make an axe. Or even a small decision that isn't this, you, you can get really easily a cold weather outfit um like in the very first area the very first sky island that you're well, you on get pants right it doesn't have the full i got pants yeah you, you get pants but it it outside of very very cold areas it will be enough yeah um and like yeah i i just felt like i am not it, i feel like it's making a lot more room for me to just have fun and and while all I get why weapon breaking and all of that stuff had to exist, but this feels like such a great compromise on every on every note. It's it's also I, I enjoyed the first playthrough I had of Breath of the Wild. It clicked for me in Master Mode because Master Mode was much more difficult and kind of required me to like engage with all of the systems that that game had in it, like specifically. Uh, cooking and making elixirs and uh, leveling up your armor and using uh, stealth at certain times. This game, I think, is does a pretty good walks the middle road between those two pretty well. I am I have had some pretty challenging encounters uh, in, in in this game. A lot of one shot kills. Yeah. Uh, from big boys and even medium sized boys. That yeah. There's caught- some regular enemies rolling around that will just like three hearts with a jab from their terrible spear yeah like no problem (laughs) Uh, which i i was frustrated with at first but then it's also like once i started to you know use the systems of the game properly uh it wasn't it it didn't only just start clicking it was like more enjoyable to to go about those things. well with that to use that as an example i mean the game has given you this incredible suite of tools I kind of feel like that's a way of saying like I wouldn't get close to that guy again. <laughs> like I yeah. would, I, I would figure out a different approach to this because that guy is mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him. I'd maybe try arrows or something, bud. Yeah. Whereas previously you would just fuck off and say like, oh, there's no way I could beat this guy. Here you could make a fucking rolling tank with a laser on the front of it and maybe have a shot. Oh man! Speaking <laughs> of, this is just a side thing, but like, good. On, thank God that this game finally. This is the Zelda game. I think where finally arrows just feel like an afterthought. Like, I've never had fewer than, like, 80, I feel like, at this point. Like, oh, I've run, got... I've run pretty low, actually. <laughs> have you? Uh, yeah. I, Justin, I have, you, have you gone into the deaths yet? I, don't, we'll I think we're going to save, let's save that. Let's but save I, it. Let's save I'll just say um, you'll, you will feel the pain of arrow needs. Really? Yeah, you well, that's, the and this game is worse than I thought it was. No, 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 so. no, no, no. Yeah. It's good. It, cre- it creates, like... It's we'll we'll talk about this more next week, I think. Yeah. But the balance system between the three levels is is so it's so very brilliant. cool. Uh, yeah. I, I I've I've played it a lot uh in the you know four days that we've had our hands on it. I've played it a lot and I still feel that like new game smell mm-hmm. panic of like I'm running around the the ground world and then I shoot up into the sky and I'm like, oh fuck. Well, I'm gonna I know I was going over here, but I'm gonna go check out these sky islands real quick. And then I'm gonna jump into this big, 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 big hole down into the depths. And oh, I'm just gonna look around here for a little while. I, I feel like it is really it's so hard, really to hard stay for focused. me yeah. to I have stay focused. About twenty five hours in and I have not done a dungeon yet. <laughs> big dork. 
big dork. I didn't realize you guys are such dorks. Um, oh, I'm just going to ask very quickly, Great Sky Island, what, what was y'all's feelings on it as like a first place? I, um, I will say that even though I thought the powers and using the powers was amazing, the only thing I found a little off-putting is that it's way more level designed than even anything in Breath of the Wild. Like if you think it, of Breath of the Wild, the starting area of Breath of the Wild, it was like a natural area. I think it's called the Great Plateau. And it like feels realistic and kind of like, okay, this is like a wild area. I get it. Whereas uh, the starting area in Tears of the Kingdom is like, oh, you have to get the Mega Hand, use the Mega Hand to do this area next. You learn how to do the raft next. And I understand why that's all in there. Like you really do need to teach people how to build a raft and whatever. But it, yeah, it's a it bit just more felt a like little gamey in the way yes, that the rest I, of the game doesn't feel that way. I, I felt like it was trying to present as more open-ended than it was. Like, when I first stepped into it, it felt like, wow, you can go yeah. anywhere. And then, yeah, eventually yeah, they're on a little bit of rails. I also think that's fine. I think they're throwing so much at you that I don't right. really know how you do it otherwise. But, yeah. I will say, as soon as I hit the ground and could look around and do anything I wanted anywhere, there was a part of me that was terrified <laughs> because i had at that point <laughs> taking back taking back to the sky it's a, a pretty yeah take me back to the sky even though i did the sky in a fucked up bad and wrong way uh i at least knew kind of where i was supposed to be going but you settle in at that eventually i want to um this is a very connected conversation so i want to kind of force the break here so we can take a, a a quick break and then come back and talk about more zelda if that's okay with you guys force it Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. I want to give a pro tip for the people at home. Yeah, please. Uh, I was like five or six hours in and didn't know you could unglue stuff because I've been playing in Pro HUD the whole time and there's no tooltip for it. So I every time you put two objects together using Ultra Hand, <laughs> you can separate them. Apparently, I was trying to hit it with sticks. I was blowing oh, it up. Russ. I was setting it on fire. Nothing was working. And then someone was like, oh yeah, they just tell you in the normal HUD. <laughs> I will say, yeah, Russ, it's a good com- it's a good thing to point out that sometimes turning off the fucking UI can make some of it a little <laughs> bit more complex. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna say. Great observation. It is no, Frush, Frush, actually... can I defend you? Because you, you convinced me to do this. Sure. Frush can Frush said, do this, do this, do this. I ignored him for part of it. I did all of Great Sky Island with the HUD. Probably I a good idea. I knew that there would be like a lot of like tips in there. But then the second I landed on the ground. I flipped that pro HUD. I was really, really worried about it. Not a problem in the least. It has been so great playing the game without the HUD and then just checking the map every now and then. Yeah. I I mean, that also is probably why I've not done a dungeon because I just go wherever the awesome world takes me. Um, but yeah, it, it you 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 were in fact right. Also, you were also right about switching to the Japanese audio. Oh yeah, were, were, oh, I don't want to give you too I much know, credit, but you were you were right. I'm sure it's very good. I I I usually that is uh, aimed as I feel like a slight at the English voice acting, which it is is also tremendous uh, in in this game. Um, I, I do want to say one thing about the HUD, the reason I did it, and why I think it is okay for other people to do it too. This game is designed with many different touch points for you to know. For example, when you go into a place that's very cold and you'll take damage, there's actually an on-screen indicator of like wind blowing in your face saying, oh shit, it's too cold, you need to put clothes on, uh, warm yeah. clothes in, this, <laughs> in particular. So there are a lot of touch points. I will say as well, on the other side, this game has leagues to go on the accessibility side. There is a ton of stuff that is only communicated through audio with no subtitles or anything like that. Um, like the shrine uh, sensor thing is only audio. So, and there's like no like difficulty well, settings. If you're playing with or, the HUD off. Sorry? If you're playing with the HUD off, there there is a, a, a HUD element for the shrine sensor. That if you play with the HUD off, you there is no HUD element anymore. They removed that. That was in Breath of the Wild and they they got rid of it. Okay. But if you turn it on, yeah, you can see the, you can see the shrine sensor. Uh, are you whatever. Saying that the, are you saying that the, 
Are you saying that the pro mode is it as accessible as the regular mode? Uh, y- yeah, but I don't think pro. Like, I think some people will want to play regardless of what they can experience would want to play with a more minimal HUD. I find the default HUD... Yeah, for sure, for sure. I find the default HUD to be not good, in my opinion. Design-wise, I I think it's just, like, a bit much for the rest of the the game Mm -hmm. to be as loud and, like, obtrusive as it is. It is a lot. There's a a lot lot on there, and there's some cruft on there. I I gotta say, like, the the sound meter on there seemed, like, a a bit much to me. Uh, I don't know if you have done enough with the ui that yeah i've seen, seen it and it's like it was in the breath of the wild as well so yeah, it's, I'm like that, it's busy um, it's just like very so busy. busy i i wanted to holistically i wanted to the the thing that to me and i think it's the confluence of these new mechanics and the way that they built the world um this game probably as much as any other game but uh it's definitely up there gives that sense of like adventure yeah in the real like no bullshit there's a lot of times in this game where i felt like oh there's no way i'm supposed to be doing this 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 seems wrong to me this is scary like i don't exactly know where i'm going this doesn't seem like right i shouldn't be able to do this i just kind of faked my way up here with a glide i made a bonfire and then chucked a pine cone in it and then glided up really high with that. So I don't think I was supposed to be doing any of this. And somehow it just sort of gently guides you to where you're going through a lot of like expertly done like nudging. Mm-hmm. But it really feels like and there and there's other factors to this like environmentally we talked about the cold. If you don't have like the full cold suit, you can still get into areas where cold is an issue, especially early on. And like finding chili peppers and making a dish that'll keep you warm. Um, and, and it really does like feel like you have the, it brings you in that way with, with as much like uh flexibility as it has with like the weapons and the tools and the, the, the gear and items and everything. Like it really feels like an adventure like yeah. in the, in the, in the literal sense. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, it's, it is kind of mind blowing to me that they, as you said, allow for all that buckwild stuff, but it doesn't feel like it's breaking the game in like janky ways. It feels like it's all very consistent. Like even Griffin using a shield minecart situation feels true to this game as buckwild as it is. Do each of you have like a favorite example of like a thing you did that you just didn't think you could pull off? I mean, there was a shrine puzzle that like I was completely stumped on and (laughs) you treated this one, right? Uh, I yeah I did tweet it this video of it and I was like I shouldn't like I it was early it's like an early shrine puzzle I was like I feel like an idiot for not figuring this out but the solve that I came up with was just to like they, they gave you a bunch of panels and there was one railing that you could theoretically get a ball across but how do you get a ball across a railing so I was like I think I could just stick all these panels together and I did and wisely props to the game designers the gap that I was trying to cross was too big for all of the panels stuck end to end. It was like eight or nine panels stuck end to end. And it did not fit until I took the ball and stuck the ball at the end of the panels. And that was long enough. So I was able to run across (laughs) all the panels and the ball and then try to jam the ball in the little ball cup at the end. 
this is before I learned you could unglue stuff. So I'm trying to like jam this monstrosity of a ball bridge into the cup. Yeah. Okay. If you don't think you gotta glue stuff, how did you think? Did you think this game could just like have a critical fail state where it's like this is the end of the game? I, You've glued everything together. You're you not allowed to play sword, anymore. You glued the master sword to the ground. Like, oh, damn, it. damn it! I thought I there was an upgrade. Bracelet. I legit thought there was like a mass ultra hand upgrade that would show up and oh, allow me so to unglue stuff. That's so funny. I, you know, I with that same one, I did a. If I'm if I'm thinking about the same place where there's like a sloping rail, yeah, I use those panels to make a big hook, <laughs> like yeah. a big mm. a big hook that I then attach to the ball and then just send it sliding down the rail on this big dumb hook that I that I fashioned out of panels. Yeah, I've seen people make like a, an amazing gondola and like stuff like that for that uh, challenge. It's unreal and so satisfying when like even the dumbest shit you come up with works. Like that's awesome. Uh, I don't think that there's necessarily a solve for it. Maybe there is. I don't know. It seems a little bit nitpicky, but there are times when if it, it's it's the openness. If you miss something. It can really feel frustrating. Like it can really feel, um, but if you sometimes if you miss something, I feel like you can kind of be banging your head up against. Like for example, I mean, Russ is a specific example, but not knowing that you could unstick stuff. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I will say uh, uh, the weapon fusion um, took me a long time to like figure out that I needed to drop things on the ground. Oh yeah, and then attach the weapons to them. Um, and and. And a lot of times also the uh the dots on the the map HUD don't necessarily correspond to where you need to go next. Like it's not exactly where like it, it'll be like the looking, quest giver instead of the actual objective, for example. Right, yeah. exactly. Which is weird. Like that's not normally how it it's not a big deal, but it, it is confusing if you don't know it because there's a lot of times where like I felt like I was going the right direction, but the indicator was was where I had come from. So that was a little bit disconcerting. Yeah, I've had like, I've had like a side quest where it's asking me for a specific ingredient and it doesn't sound like a complicated ingredient, but it, I, for the life of me, I haven't seen it and I have no idea where to look. And the, the thing that I've adopted is the game is enormous. There's a ton of directions to go in. When I get stuck, I'm just going to do other things until the answer reveals itself to me. And that has happened probably 10 or seven, 10 or 12 times over the course of this playthrough. And it's satisfying because I feel like I'm still not looking anything up or asking anyone for help or anything like that, just trying to like plow through it. And a lot of this game feels like it reveals itself over time. And so you just kind of have to be okay with it because you won't get stuck stuck for the most part. You might get frustrated and have to go in a different direction. But if you like make a note of it, Odds are you'll be able to come I'm back. I'm a little bit stuck, stuck. Oh, are you? <laughs> currently. Like, <laughs> that's kind of why I was being pissy when we got on the call before we started recording. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit stuck currently, okay. and I don't really know how to get out of it. I'll have to ask you guys after Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, I guess the dungeons are, like, well, again, we'll go into it next week, but I, I guess the dungeons can be kind of linear in the way that, like, you, there's no way around them. You just have to go through them. Right. Um. Can we sort of on that note give it some like spoiler free guidance based on our own experience of like like how to play the game recommend you no not how to play the game but like 
stuff that we feel strongly you should not like miss stuff that you should not skip yeah um, i i i have i have some stuff yeah, that's a good idea i think there there, there yeah. is an armor set in the game oh that you've that you find in exploring the sky islands that makes traversal way better and way more enjoyable um and i I'm, i won't go into it any further than that but uh how am i supposed yeah. to google that right griffin i give um, something i mean i i don't want to we'll talk about it i guess more next next episode but griffin uh, I, I literally took my headphones out of my ears when you said armor set because i don't want to fucking know no, i didn't see yeah no um <laughs> so so i would recommend this is also what i did with breath of the wild is like kind of make a beeline for the towers uh yeah the, the towers are helpful yeah the towers, towers are very are helpful, helpful partially because they are um like 95 percent of the time how you get up to those sky islands um but also because like if there's a point you need to get to on the map and you don't have any fast travel points close to it you can you can fly there you know, a bit easier than you it's can. It's also a good uh, note to, if you see a shrine, at least go over and like activate it because then you can use it as a fast travel point from that point on and you don't have to, you don't have to complete it. You just have to turn it on for it to be. Yeah. The other two things that I would say, uh, thing A, there's like a starting area once you land, I forget what it's called, Central Town or whatever the fuck. Um, Central Town, yeah. Central Town. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get a bunch of quests in there, like main quests or major quests. You should do at least the first couple steps of those until they like stop giving them to you because that's how you unlock t uh, basic things like the glider and, and the camera and stuff like that. It's worth... Oh, no. The camera's there too? Yeah. The camera's there. <laughs> oh, no. There be the camera. The camera, man. Uh, so it's worth doing those. You haven't uh, even begun your. You've played for twenty five hours. You haven't begun your fucking Pokemon Snap journey across Hyrule yet. I have a glider. Well, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. The other tip I would say is it's you can go in any direction. You really can, but I think the game is gently nudging you, and it is encouraged to go to the, to the northwest, which is like the Rito bird town area yeah there's uh, a few things for us that i don't i don't want to hear what where the bird people live or their cardinal direction that they live in. i just took my headphones off i threw them across the room shut in the garbage your can. mouth griffin <laughs> <laughs> just because you're a bird person griffin doesn't mean we all Fair. have to obey that there are a few like larger throughout the game quests that i think start in that direction you can do bits of them without going there i think but you like will meet the origins of those quests like yeah. the the tiers the giant crop circles i think they're called geoglyphs yeah i think starts there the the horse uh ticket thing starts there's a whole there. newspaper yeah. thing that starts around there yeah that's a really good example of the game using uh being gentle but still guiding you when i was heading in that northwest direction i saw a lady with a giant balloon and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I got to get over there. <laughs> What's happening? <Yeah. laughs> and it turned out that, like, it's part of the main quest. They're like, yeah, Justin's not going to miss this. We put a lady with a balloon here. Of course he's going to go check it out. We don't need to put an icon here. Uh, that reminds me of, we haven't even talked about the best character of the entire game. I don't know his name, but he is very dedicated. He's a hard worker, and he loves his boss. Oh, my God. And all oh he can God, do is rolls. hold signs up all over the map. 
That's a dumb. Can I say something? That is a dumb cycle. That is a dumb thing that they did. I love it. Dumb thing. I. It's so dumb. Every time I see it, I'm like, ugh, these aren't fun, but I'm gonna do it every fucking time. It's the same fucking thing. He pays out well. Non-puzzle in the world. This guy's trying to hold up a sign. Because he loves his boss so much. Addison. And all you do is, is like lean a fucking plank against it. And he's like, you absolute mad lad. How did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's every time he's like, oh, damn. Lean some wood against it. Fuck, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> here's a bomb and some rice. And $20. And a red here's $20. Thank you. I'm going broke. Because I can't do simple geometry. <laughs> they do get a little more complicated. I've seen ones where it's like on the edge of a cliff side. So you can't yeah. do the basic like log on the ground thing but yeah they're i mean they're i find them very satisfying even though they're stupid well the most annoying thing about it is i have the ability to hold things up right so just <laughs> let me hold it and yeah. then you nail it in place and then i'll <laughs> give me ten dollars you so know your concern I mean? is a lower issue it's a lower issue his dedication to his boss though uh he is loves them tr- is is really is really this talk to everyone talk to everyone partially because this game is it has a lot of very good characters like Addison in it, uh, but also because it does a great job of kind of signposting shit that you might want to check out on the other end of the map. I I think if you don't go in the direction the game kind of intends you to go in, anytime you stop at a stable, you can talk to people and say like, hey, what's up? And they'll be like, oh, there's this lady with a balloon yeah. in the Northwest. You got to check her shit out. Um, it is worth a really keeping- good job also with vignetting um, the like, ancillary characters uh i think there's a lot of it's not just zelda it's almost any open world rpg you walk into a town and it's just like filled to the brim with these dolts just like raking their lawns for their entire existence right it's like well i really wish the king would be whatever there's really nice little like vignettes when you talk to someone um there was one where it was like at a stable and there was a woman from the rito village who uh, well, I mean, like a bird woman for the Rito village. She was talking about how hard it was there and how the the storms were terrible. And she was getting some supplies from the guy. And it really like it advanced something. Right. It wasn't cruft. It yeah. was like, oh, there's a little bit of story you're getting here and not just like some rando shouting at you for no reason. And they also write anything important in red, which is helpful. <laughs> if yeah, you're just scanning it, they'll say like, oh, the giant footsteps and then you're like, oh, I guess there's giant footsteps around here. Good to know. <laughs> it is worth keeping a notepad, though, because although there major side quests do uh, get logged and like with the details and stuff like that, they you will learn a lot of stuff just in talking to people and it will not get saved anywhere. So if you need to like just remember, oh, hey, there's like a horse northwest of here that you should check out. It's worth just keeping a notepad on the side or on your phone or whatever. I'm really, do you guys, are you all struggling at all with, I'm somebody who, like, if I'm playing Dark Souls, I want to find, like, where's the item that you can get pretty early on to, like, the best sword, the best armor, the best this, the best that, yeah, um, and go chasing after that. Uh, do you guys have to fight that impulse at all with with this? Because um, yes. I'm, I'm, it's a bit of a struggle I, for me. I'm, I made that mistake very early on just because, this game is all over my TikTok feed. It is like right. basically my entire algorithm now. And there are so many videos that are like, get this blank suit because it has this blank, blank buff that is going to make your life so much easier. And it's so easy to get. And then you'll watch it and it's like, no, that would take me five hours to get. What are you talking about? Like, that would be me looking at a guide or like, 
taking all these steps and not really enjoying the game as I want to. It would just be me chasing one cool buff, which, yeah, technically I could do you know, effectively speed run it, but then it just becomes work. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to like, do that, folks, because this the, you you are constantly getting a little bit stronger when, when you play just sort of fr- from a statistical s- standpoint, like you'll find better bases for weapons and find tougher monsters with better upgrade parts. Um, but the information sort of gathering of this game is is really is really really good. Um, the first time you find a like like in a cave. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, like, I'm not trying to get my shield eaten over here. Yeah. And I tried something with an item, and it worked very good. I, you, he, he will eat other stuff than just shields. Uh, and once, once I started goofing around with that, uh, I had started having a lot of fun exploring the caves. Uh, and that kind of like, I, you know, learning enemies' weaknesses and how to, best approach each kind of combat encounter is 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 really something i think you will ruin if you just come at it with a you know end game sword yeah and it's also in the it's all in the game that's what i've come to realize is like they're not there's not you know like you don't have to read any of the novels to get this yeah or something like that like you you know i think there are a lot of games out there that really require you to follow a guide or whatever it is to even have a shot. And this game, it does not require that. And not only that, like there was a, there was a chest that I found early on. that I was like, man, if I didn't find this chest, this would have been a, like a real blow to me. Cause I never would have come back to this space ever again. And then I was just walking around and this random like person on the road talked to me and was like, Hey, by the way, here are some more armor pieces you can find. Yeah. And like marked my map for me. So they, the game is actually very generous with information so long as you're patient enough to just like wait for it to come to you rather than, yeah, just speed running to the like whatever best um, gear. I, I will also say, and we're going to talk about stuff post first dungeon next week. Uh, there, there is some considerable stuff that is that is unlocked uh, once or, or becomes available to kind of mess around with. Uh, like systems that you do not have access until you beat that first dungeon. Um, so I would also, as long as we're suggesting things, I would actually recommend you don't get stuck forever before doing the first, uh, the first dungeon because it. Are we it, saying we're going to do it. the Northwest dungeon? That is the one I did. Yes. Okay. So let's uh, let's oh. all assume that's the dungeon we're going to cover. If you're, but no, I, I think it's once you have beaten one dungeon. I'm not specifically saying I, well, I'm, I'm going to do that one too. I actually, I just mean from a talking about it standpoint. Yeah, sure. Yeah, y'all talk about this game being uh, super open. I effectively beat. There's a long, long, long path to the wind dungeon and into it, and I just did all of it without knowing that that was like a game quest because you can just do it without triggering it oh really and i got in i got into the wind dungeon and then i was like whoa this place makes no sense (laughs) and all the things that like i think should be like actionable are not working for me that is and then i looked it up and it was like yeah you why are you not here with blank and i was like that's nuts i have never met this dude um, how did you do that how did you people keep asking me that and it was it felt like i was like seeing the matrix that's um, amazing. Like that's really the, the person you're talking about is quite a big help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Man, it was that it was unreal. super fun, but it was you're, you're, extremely tricky. It sounds like you're tricky. saying you beat Donkey Kong without Mario. No, it's I was like, I, so I was wild. using so many like Zonai devices to get every. I, I was. Oh my this god! I was crazy. like. This yeah, game it was kicks wild. fucking ass, man. I, I, we have not just sort of showered the game just blindly with praise this episode because God knows it's gotten plenty of that. But man alive, it's fucking incredible. Anytime I talk to anybody, there's a dad at, at Henry's school that I talk to about games sometimes. We saw each other at pickup today. Just like, holy shit, man. Like, it is of a quality level that is genuinely unfathomable. Uh, it, it is one of the most wildly well-designed things I've I've maybe ever played. It's just, con- it's like pure, unadulterated confidence. Like, they were like, yeah, we're gonna let people do whatever the fuck they want, and it's gonna be fine, because we're the best goddamn game designers on the planet. Yeah. And that is what I, it, the whole experience feels like that. I think it's, it, it might be the best game ever made, because what they, and they had a very important epiphany, and a come to Jesus moment. They said, we made a pretty okay game with Breath of the Wild, but there are better games out there. Gravity Rush. Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> what if we learned from the best and, you know, ate the humble pie? And, and they did. This they, it, it is Breath of the Wild meets the two best games ever. And now I think it might have surpassed them. It does kind of feel like Zelda was like rooting through the attic after Death Stranding died. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, this is a pretty good idea. Hey, y'all, look at this. I know everything around here is just a bunch of used diapers <laughs> and people magazines. But, but what about this one thing? Behind this five-hour clip of Guillermo del Toro talking about the meaning of life, there's some pretty cool stuff. There's this weird car here. What do we do with this? Now, there's a character here named Gun Cool Man. Do we want him? Uh, uh, yeah, Zelda. Um, is is uh, is anybody playing anything else? No. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'd be impressed actually if someone else. I have actually. Wow. Before before it came out, uh, Henry and I had kind of been playing Pokemon Violet off and on, um, but then I installed Pokemon Scarlet on my Switch uh, so we could do the multiplayer together, and it's really great. I don't. That game still huh. makes me so mad. Uh, it's so Does it run okay now? No. Uh, I think it runs a little bit better, but it is not good. Yeah, it's f- it is it is staggeringly bad compared to <laughs> Breath or uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the fact that they run on the same generation of gaming hardware is buck wild. Um, but yeah, with with a kiddo who just wants to run around and make his Lucario fight a bunch of like baby Pokemon so he can get his level as high as he can, it's fun to play multiplayer with that particular energy in that game um so we've been we've actually been doing that uh, a little bit yeah that's sick i have not been um, playing anything else i wanted to just very briefly highlight a neat thing i think that if, if uh it's called foul play um and i will say that uh travis our middle brother was was in one of one of these things to give you that context up front which is how i found out about it but it is a um uh, a, a mystery where you're watching it in a streaming format, right? You're watching it online, um, and it is a multi-camera movie. Each episode is 90 minutes long, and you are switching between different points of view um, within the setting. And there are scenes happening like concurrently, 
that, that can provide context as to what happened in the in the mystery. Um, the thing that's kind of interesting about it is that all the casts are like really deeply stacked with improv comedians. So the 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 scripts and what have you are actually being improvised like as they're doing the scenes. So there's like some hard clue type stuff. And then there's just some like genuinely funny like vignettes that uh, break out. And it's it's really something where you're encouraged to like just kind of watch whatever scenes entertain you, whatever you think is funny. And the, the mystery is almost a little bit secondary to it. But it's a really interesting way of like watching something. Um, Travis was in one called the the Dark Curse of Savion Sunguard, which is like wow. a fantasy one. But the first episode is more of like a classic – uh, cozy mystery. There's a reality show themed one, a noir one. Um, they've been rolling out a new case every week. Um, it's at foulplay.live. Um, I think you can pay per episode or you can like buy all of them. Um, I think each one is like 10 bucks or you can buy them all five of them for 40 bucks. Um, and it's VOD you can watch over and over again, but they do do like a live premiere. Uh, where you can chat on Discord and the first like twenty people to solve it or whatever win something, but that sounds um, sick. It's really neat. Um, so what game are we talking about next week? <laughs> We've got Gears of the Kingdom Part Two coming at you. It's like we're doing Zim Pinball Garfield Table next week. Can't wait. Strap in, everybody. For, for um, people, there are, I'm sure some people out there who are like, you know what? I don't want to do Zelda all over again. I need a break. Here's the good news. After this, we've got Street Fighter, also that. We got Street Fighter, we got Diablo, we got Final Fantasy. We got a lot Jesus of stuff coming. Christ. That's all. Yeah, hey, that's hey, 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 Griffin, all of everything I just said is in the next five weeks. And also, a surprise release of Fable. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. it's happening, folks. Just trust me, I got sources. Um, and then four episodes on Redfall, and that'll take us to December. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your your continued patronage. Um, Speaking of that, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews of the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have J.R. Frickin' Fight, Bjork Tribe, and Chad Chag Rock. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who has written reviews, talked about the show, or shared the show, or shared your love of Tears of the Kingdom with us. We appreciate you. That is going to do it for us. Uh, Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. And for all these cool dudes, thanks for listening to The Besties. Because, oh, and be sure to join us again next week for The Besties. (laughs) Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!